who's like over the last 30 years, who would be a more recognizable icon in the province that like kids, adults would know? More recognizable than Body the Puffin? Danny Williams. Not in the not in the youth, the adults, yes, but um, let me think. There's not many. No, I don't think so. No, uh, it's ninety-two, right? Yeah, unless no. some of the Newfoundland hockey players potentially. No, it you're 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 bang on, man. I mean, everybody knows Buddy the Puffin. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's Buddy the Puffin. You know, uh, if anybody's wondering what we're talking about, um. We uh we lost a uh, I don't, know, I don't even know I don't even know the best way to put it um a key cog to the wheel that makes St John's hockey hockey uh Mr Chris Abbott or Abbo I guess as as most people yep. knew him uh wore the buddy the mascot pot costume how many years guys how many how many years was he wearing it since ninety two since ninety two this is zero thirty is it wow. It's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Very sad. Like a mm. terrible loss. Like I said, it's a guy, uh, everyone either, either you, I never knew the man. I never met him in person. I met Buddy the Puffin many times, but meeting a mascot, meeting a person is two different things. Uh, but I mean, uh, the, the internet is just a flood today. Locally. If you had any amount of Newfoundland content on your Facebook or Twitter at all, it was a flood with stories and memories and the, the resounding trend. With every post mm. was just what an amazing person this guy was and how he always set out to make other people's lives better. And uh man, if we can all leave the world with that in the in, in the rear view, I think we've all be doing very well. Well, I think his impact, yeah. like I can only imagine because I was I was tweeting or not tweeting, I was searching just Buddy the Puffin on Twitter today and wondering what the impact would be like across Canada and then down to the States. Like how many AHL All Star games would Buddy the Puffin have gone to or yeah. mascot competitions and and all that. Um, yeah, I, I recall, and I may have a picture when the Leafs were here for their training camp in 2019. I can remember going down to um, that. Uh, oh my God, not Kelly's. One of the bars down downtown, and all the alumni were there. Good and uh, Buddy the Puff and Ann Carlton were there, uh, out of costume, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christians, Christians. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now they put off a good show when they were here. But to, like yeah. to my point earlier, like has there been a a bigger icon in Newfoundland recognizable by young and old over the last thirty years? Like who don't know Buddy DePuffin? Yeah. Who doesn't? No one. No one. Yeah. He's he's a true icon. Anyway, I think uh, I think we'll uh, get this show on the road. But uh, I think it was important we all pay our respects to. Chris and uh, what he's been a part of in St. John's sports for 30 plus years. So yeah, again, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks buddy. Rest in peace. Right, so here we are, uh, back to backs, home and home, Jersey and the Leafs. Uh, two very different games, very, 
very different games. Both high scoring. Both high scoring. I thoroughly enjoyed last night's game. First game, game one. Let's talk about them in succession, I guess. Game one. So we somehow managed to repeat what we did the the previous game where we uh, we got behind early, big time behind, and somehow managed to claw back in the third period, uh, overcome the deficit, and look like the better team at the end of the game. What were your takeaways, gosh, from the game from, from game one? Uh, they obviously didn't de- they didn't deserve it. Like I thought they yeah. played pretty motley for for most of them. I really couldn't. It was just an overall team bad game. I couldn't even really put my finger on. Like you always want to blame someone. I couldn't figure no. out who to blame in that game. It was just a other than Matthews, who's pretty much always shows up, and Marner being lights out. I, I don't, there was just so much foolish stuff. Like when, when they want to play bad, they can play real bad. And those short little passes in the defensive zone and that are always getting intercepted. Um, but you know what? Like the headlines have been for the longest wall. They, they can't uh, hold the lead, but now they come back and it's another neg- negative spin on the Leafs. But yeah. I don't really care. Like come back, get the two points. You won't remember this game at the end of the season. No, so refreshing to hear Ray Ferraro finally as someone in the media making the comparisons between other teams because the Leafs are far better than most of the other teams in just about every category. And like he said yeah. tonight yeah. in the broadcast, every other team is struggling. In some cases, more so than the Leafs, and just as high in the standings. Not you know? Colorado so much, but yeah, it's it's yeah, they're all going these ups and downs. Yeah. Well, like I said, we we seen that uh, that post the other day. It was uh, at the Canadian teams. When it comes to blown three goal three or blown three one leads, Toronto is like one of the second best in, yeah. in, in, in Canada. I mean, all the other teams are like chewing it up badly. You know, mm-hmm. so, but it just speaks uh, to the frustrations of being a team with Toronto as your as your city and yeah. the media and always trying to find an angle. Yeah, um, yep. but like they're one of the leaders in the league in defense and power play their tops face-off percentage, like a lot of the Oops. important categories, they're real, real good. Um, would it help to get yep. another defenseman? We'll talk about it later, but of course, no doubt. But every mm-hmm. team you can use an upgrade. upgrade. There's no perfect yeah. team out there. 31 teams um, in the league, 32, sorry. 32 teams in the league. Show me a team that don't need another defenseman. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, Tampa. I, you know, I don't, I don't even, and, and like I said, we said at the very beginning of the season, we said, okay, it's shit or get off the pot time with Lilligren. Like, yep. Either he plays or he doesn't play. Either he's good enough or he's not good enough. And while I've seen some, you know, glaring rookie mistakes, all in all, I think the guy's good. I mean, if this is his first season in the league, he doesn't look like this is his first season in the league. He makes the odd bad decision. I mean, the odd Mm -hmm. one. But for the most part, the good has been far outweighing the bad for me. Yeah, I agree. My takeaway from last night is, uh, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs, but they were having those slow starts that you hear all the time. It was just turnover, turnover, and Campbell was soft, and that's going to happen too. But you know what? He pulled up his socks. It's all right. Well, he's a big boy, and I think he's yeah. come a long way in his maturity too. Like I said mm-hmm. again tonight, uh, not bringing a bad game into the next one. I think uh, he he buckled down. He really wanted that goal back tonight, clearly. Uh, but I mean, it was a good shot. I mean, it, it is what yeah. it is. Sometimes good players are going to score goals. You know, but you made a so good point during the intermission, like. Just talk today, like who's going to be your starter? I, I think it was pretty evident, uh, even though Campbell got pulled early last night, 
Yeah. It made more well. sense, especially with Mrazic's injuries with groins and all that, made more sense to go with Campbell. However, they made a good point in that you wouldn't really want Campbell thinking about that horrible start last night for the next week without playing a no. game. So, you know what? This, in reality, is the best two two game. This is the best scenario they could have hoped for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But those games last night is a learning lesson as well. Of yeah. okay, guys, we we cannot play the the bottom tier teams in the league like this. Yeah, that's right. It's no. too much parity in the league. The funny thing is with the Leafs, I find that they play their best hockey against better teams. All the same, they tend to play down Honestly. to the level of their opponents a lot, and that that that's a maturity thing again. They've they've come leaps and bounds in the maturity category for me, but they play down to their to their opponents a lot. Like when they're when they're matched up against the Pittsburghs and the the Tampa Bay's and the Colorados, even like they're they play at that level. But when sure. they runs into the Arizonas and and the Devils and the Habs, yeah. they play down to that level, and it's unfortunate. But it makes for entertaining hockey. I've I'm never very. I mean, it's one thing Leafs fans will never be as bored, right? Tonight was the closest yeah, thing they'll be to bored, and at least it was worth watching because there was points night, you know. I know. It felt this like era one of those Canada Junior games. Go ahead, Chad. So it just felt like one of those Canada Junior games versus like Belarus or uh, yeah, you know. Oh, it was heavily lopsided. And that's yeah. it. My takeaway from last night's game is Mitch Marner's probably playing the best hockey I've ever seen him play. Oh, he's, guaranteed. On fire. Just like, I mean, all, and I mean, we all know Mitch is in the media a lot. Like, I mean, a lot. It reminds me of, of Willie again, right? Willie was in the media yeah. and it was all, oh, we got to trade this guy. Always oh, no good. Always oh, soft. Always oh, this and he's dead. And man, he just let us play. They just let us play, silence everybody. You know, mm-hmm. here's Mariner. Oh, well, he's not living up to his contract. Oh, he hasn't scored a power play goal in forever. Oh, this. Oh, he's a one trick pony when it comes to his play. He's only, he's only a playmaker. He can't score. All these yeah. things that you just read all the time. And it's a seven game goal scoring streak. And like, yeah. I mean, like he's scoring at will because he's decided, you know what? I'm going to score. Like a lot of these shots that he's taken and scored on here lately, normally he would have made the pass. But he's taking, you know right. what? I'm going to rip it because they're not expecting that now. Like he goes through those, those, those cycles of, of the mind games, I think, with goaltenders. And that's yep. just where he is right now. He's going to rip it home a few times. I got no but issue that with just, it. You know what? Like, in the back of a goalie's mind, if they know there's a chance that Mariner's going to shoot because of last year or earlier this year, you knew the, the, the chances of him even attempting a shot were slim. It's just going to open up so many lanes for other players, like Bunting is scoring now. And, you, of course, Austin's scoring from wherever he wants to score from. Right. Uh, he just does so much of this team, and I'm get I still get tired of the narratives that, oh yeah, he's paid too he's paid too much. Like okay, well, whatever. Like McDavid has paid too much. It's, yeah. it's stupid. Like he's he's achieved just as much as McDavid. Really, yes. I, I know McDavid's that, got that, that he's paid too much. Thing that's getting old fast, man. It's very that, old. That's not aging well at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> just like Willie getting paid too much. Yeah, Who had his 400th game tonight? By the way. I couldn't believe that when he said that. I, I was know. like, "What? How old am I getting?" If William Nylander got four hundred games under his belt, you know, oh, isn't that That's crazy? Crazy. Slow down. Yeah. Like why, like a, why is it anyway, that Marner... 0.76 game points per game? By the way, wow. wow. Take that to the bank. Why is it that Mariner is overpaid, but the Habs can go out and sign a Suzuki, who hasn't really <laughs> done nothing in the league yet? What's he cap hit of eight million? Pretty close. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, like it's. I do like him. He's a good player, but yeah, he's not. He's not Murner. He's proven nothing. Like Murner no. scored ninety three points in this. Well, you, third you, year. 
You've been watching these last two games, same as me. The stuff that Young Miller's doing with Puck is Patrick Kane esque. Like it's ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. And he's scoring, and he's and he's and he's a playmaker. Like that's the one thing about Patrick Kane. I mean, I'm a big Patrick Kane fan. I mean, when when the Leafs were bad, I used to watch the Blackhawks a lot. Really enjoyed the Blackhawks. Taves and Kane, you know, it was refreshing. But I mean, Kane wasn't a playmaker like Mariner is. He was a pure pure sniper dangler, you know. But Mariner got the full bag of tricks, man. He got he's the yeah. full package. Oh, it delivers, know, people man. are gonna look at this and say, Oh my god, barf, bunch of homers talking about Mitch Marner being better yeah. than Patrick Kane. Uh Mitch Marner is better than Patrick Kane. Sorry. When 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 the cards are down and both players got fifteen years <laughs> under their belt, come back to this podcast and say, Man, that dude who doesn't shave often is yeah, like that. <laughs> he was right. Marner's better than Kane. Suck it, guys. Headlines. Yeah. There you right go. Now, you got so they just need the championships to prove it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't go full Homer mold often, but Mariner, man, yeah. lately, I'm loving uh-huh. it. Like he came McDonald's. back, man. He came back. He's ripping a new one in the league. So yeah, too good. So yeah, Willie, point uh, seven six points per game, four hundred games. Yeah, it's pretty solid. And like, I mean, it's just growing. That's that number is going to keep climbing. Well, his, like I said, his 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 numbers haven't teetered. He's still he's still trending up every year. Yeah. He gets better and better. Oh, the ceiling's still up. I mean, he's always had that confident swagger, but now he's just full on cocky. Now he's just yeah. like, you know. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I noticed too. Yes, they, they pointed out that Willie hasn't scored in a couple of games, but that doesn't worry me in the least. If anything, they, his line has been even more consistent than Matthew's line. Yeah, they're just having yeah. a little bit of dip now, which is fine because the top line and the third line are rolling. You know, and even like how the fourth many teams line. got three lines rolling yeah. offensively. It just, it just That's doesn't happen. Goals. Songs get the tough matchups. Yeah, that's right. But I'll ask a question to you guys. Back to Saturday night, Detroit, the game last night. Ryan's not going to like this because I know I know he's not a favorite player of his, but who really set the tone for him? I know it's the Matthews and Mariners. It's Mr. Engvall. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, a, it was, it was a, definitely Engvall's game. He was very yeah. noticeable. He was Saturday yeah. night. He was a guy that was looking to save his job. Yeah. I don't eat crow often. I don't. I don't enjoy it. It tastes terrible. It's salty. Doesn't even make good gravy. But I will agree. Pierre Engvall, in the last three, four games even, has looked very much like a player I'd like to hang on to. Now, yeah. can he sustain that? I don't know. Is it a is it a blind squirrel finding a nut? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. If he can, because I mean, the other night I think it was the Detroit game. He was flying. He, he was, was just yeah. like he was flying. When nobody no. else were. Yeah, exactly. He dragged them in, man. The third line, he just dragged them in, and, and eventually they, they battled back, right? Very much uh, bunting-esque from last night. I mean, just, you know, bunting was bunting, bunting was all in. He was he was there to play, right? And now mm-hmm. I mean, he had a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting better top players line in the league. Yeah. You want to talk well, about well, pe- taking a pay cut for uh, good things happening to good people? Man, yeah. if you told me Michael Bunting was going to be this good at the beginning of the year, I would have said, "Ah, he might be good, but not that good." Yeah. You know, I did. I I thought he was going to slot in maybe in our third, second pair, a second line at best. You know, be a bit more, be a, a poor man's Hyman, a little bit greasy. You know, get. A, but I mean, he, don't you say like thirteen goals now or something? Yeah. In his rookie year, like remember when Connor Brown scored twenty in his rookie year, and we're all anointing him the next savior? This guy got yep. thirteen at the All Star break. He's playing oh, yeah. on top line with a couple of fellows who probably will get him a couple more, you know, at a million dollars. 
So uh, it's not like Engvall, he's gotten tap ins either. Like no, he's worked no, no. hard for his goals. A few no, there, have been no... delivered by Murner. Like you know, we're yeah. pretty bow on top. But I was going to say with Engvall, when he first beautiful. came up. Yeah, when I was going going back to Engvall when he first came up with the Marlies. This is what I expected out of him. He was fast and he was getting around. And he was yeah. doing a little bit of everything. He dropped off. And remember in the whole Keith Spat thing, he's never been the same since. He's a big boy. Oh, he's a big, tall dude. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? There's, it's no coincidence that all of a sudden we've seen Spezza and that fourth line revive because that's, they were kind of invisible for the last month or so. Um, that's kind of rejuvenated that line, I think, a little bit. You know what? They probably will go out and get another forward um, at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't, that wouldn't be my priority. However, if they were to go into the playoffs with that, those 12 forwards right now and having Richie potentially and um, Clifford on the, on the bench or whatever, and the ability to potentially call up Osang and Robertson, you're going to have a lot worse going into the playoffs. Yeah, man. I, I tell you right now, and like I said, Crow is disgusting, but Engvall has played himself ahead of Simmons in the depth chart right now. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, like next guy out is Wayne Simmons by a fair margin, and that wasn't the case yeah. for me a couple months ago when Wayne was. No. I mean, Wayne's always effective. I mean, he, he and he's making some pretty plays lately. They're not. He's not converting yeah. a lot, but he's making nice plays. And uh, and I, I'm a I'm a huge Simmons fan. I mean, he's not bringing the physicality to like I would have liked. I was hoping he were going to get Matt Martin-esque type play. We're not getting that out of him. I think them days no. that ship has sailed after he broke his wrist earlier the year. I don't know. He's just not the same player, but he's still effective. And he gives you that added, like it's not like he's not going to drop the glove. So he, you know, he gives you that at least that insurance policy on the back end that people are not going to run it around. You know what I mean? Uh, very Ryan Reeves-ish when he was with with the uh, Penguins. You know, when Reeves left the Penguins. People were lighting them up, you know. It was, it was open season on Crosby, and uh, that that fact has lost a lot, you know. But uh, but so takeaways uh-huh. from tonight's game. We did takeaways from the first game. I'm not sure takeaways from tonight's game. It's a completely different game, different kettle of fish. Well, like I said, it was just felt like Canada versus Belarus in the early rounds of the World Juniors. Um, I still have that worry in the back of my mind. Like this could be one of those stupid stories where I'm gonna get made fun of tomorrow. Like how did they blow that? Because they did. You know, I'm never. I'm. That's never gonna leave me. But no, it just felt like okay. That's enough. It's over. Just get it on. It's good to see. Uh, it's great to watch Dawson Mercer two games in a row. I will say that that was enjoyable. The kid looked good. Lilligren yeah. hit him pretty hard. Dear one of that last. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. yeah Frame I thought they they needed this type of game. Like they've played so good this year. Really hadn't have haven't had that blowout type of game or. I can't recall too many. Um, they kind of need that stress-free game where everybody's getting on the score sheet or whatever. Yeah. Like there were so many positives to come out of that game. I don't care if it was seven to one, but there were so many good things came out of that game. Like Camel being number one. Like if this gets his confidence back at all, like he had to make some tough saves tonight. Oh, of course. Like it wasn't that. That save on the power play was phenomenal. A little bit of luck, but it was phenomenal save. Yeah, the shots weren't lopsided. It was. I think there was only about six or seven shots in the difference. Yeah, it should have been more lopsided. The, the Leafs control should play have. for a better portion of the second period. But oh god, yes. Well, you I know, mean, it, it, they could have had. Let's realistically, it could have been seven to nothing in the first period. Like he made yeah. a cut that that breakaway on Mariner. Mariner tried to go go glove side, and just just missed. There was another pass to the crease for Tavares where he was point blank, and he shut down the five yeah. hole. The kid, angry the kid got that. pulled, but I mean, it wasn't it was not him. 
I mean, maybe yeah. the first goal because he came out the crease and just totally muffed it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the boys could have easily easily had six or seven in the first. So, yeah, you know, you know Hollis looked pretty good. Yeah, he's been better. all right. Yeah, yeah, he's he's mm. he's better than what he was. He's, he's similar to what he played with played like last year. Yeah, um, it it disturbed now. I tell you, it disturbs me that Jake Muzzin has played so poorly this year that I don't really really miss him. You know, like like did, at any point in the last couple of games, you've been like, man, really missing Muzz now. You know, like I mean, Dermot, Hall, Lilligren, Sandine—they've been all been effective players. Yeah. Like I'm starting to wonder about that that five million ish cap hit for Jake Muzzin, and and even if we need to carry that in the next year, you know what I mean? But anyway, well, this conversation for another time too. But uh, my takeaways from the, the, tonight's game: Mitch Marner is playing the best hockey I've ever seen him play as Toronto Maple Leaf. That's just a continuation. <laughs> yeah. Your podcast didn't skip, folks. I said it again. <laughs> um, no, that's great, guys. Uh, let's talk a little bit. A little bit. I know whenever I say this, we never talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about what we need going forward. I mean, we, 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 we've been skirting around it all night. Uh, deadline's getting closer and closer. Um, Patty, go. There's no doubt they need they need a, a three to four defenseman. If you can find again a poor man's Brody, somehow, I don't need these rough guys. Everybody's talking. Oh, the Leafs don't have a fighter and all this. That's that's bull. Um, a poor man's Brody uh, would be fine. Uh, someone that's not named Damon Severson because uh, that he looks he was rumored yeah. to come to the Leafs as a potential. Uh, he looked pretty bad. Poor kid. Hard last night was last night was bad. That was bad. <laughs> Oh, and even dude, tonight, I don't do that St. Bonds. His helmet came down over his eyes twice, the poor guy, and he couldn't see. It was it was pretty bad, but... In, in fairness to think... him, he his 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 advanced numbers and everything else, normally he's a he's a fairly reliable yeah. guy, but he had a couple of stinkers last two weeks. Yeah, like, it was did, just, it yeah. was bad. That two-on-one last night was about as bad as two-on-one. It's like he just, it's like he got mesmerized by the players who were coming after him, and it was just, it was over. It was like, he, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen anyone so poor, uh, such yeah. a poorly played two on one before in my life. It was it was just atrocious. He didn't do anything. Can, can you imagine if somebody on Toronto did that? Oh my oh. god, you'd be run but, out of town. Well, you compare this year to last year in terms of going into the deadline, where we were like fantastic year last year. We were looking for that backup goalie, so they went out and got Riddick, paid a good price to be a third stringer. They were still looking for that defenseman. I don't think. I forget what we went out and got, but we still have a Gosian then, so which which wasn't bad. Um, but we're still looking for those depth forwards when we went out and got Felino and those guys. This year we don't need the backup goalie. I I I'm confident that they can win without a depth forward. Now, if you can get an upgrade at a moderate price, Man, we picked we picked up our it. we picked up our depth forward additions in the summer. Like you look at, at, at Kasha and Camp and Bunting. And Bunting's not depth yeah. forward, but he created depth by pushing everybody down. I right. mean, we've. I'm not. I'm okay with it. The, the, the twelve forwards. I'm if if unless it's a hit a home run, I'm okay yeah. with it. Um, yeah. the it's the focus has got to be a steadying. I, I agree, three four. But I'd be even be really happy with uh with a real solid six guy like a, the guy I keep coming back to and I never hear his name ever. It's just me is Robert Bertuzzo, and I know you're not going to get him out of St. Louis because they're in a situation where they're – but he's the kind of guy I want. Not a big numbers yeah. guy, the guy who just punishes people who stands in front of his goalie, just absolutely punishes them. Uh, has a solid – his plus-minus is there every year. He's, he's a number six defenseman. He's not afraid to drop the gloves. 
Uh, and and he's not a, a liability with the puck. He's not handling a grenade every time he touches it. So that's the kind of guy I'm looking for. I don't know. He's not TJ Brody by any stretch, but he's that yeah. number six guy that we kind of had in Bogosian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except I think better. But you know, I had this exact conversation with uh, Scarving's dad last week because uh, Bartuzzo's from Thunder Bay. Oh really? And I said, man. I was like, you know him? He was like, of course I do, because he used to coach him and. Uh, so that's who I would like. I said I would like to see him there. Just that guy in front of that. Goshen's gone. Cross check, punch in the head, whatever you're gonna do. That's what we need. Because here's a question: Who fought last on the Leafs? Like, when was the last fight? <laughs> I have no idea. It's not even it's, happening it's anymore. Irrelevant. So Simmons, you could bring in Ryan Reeves, and he'll be on the fourth line trying to make plays. That's what they'll yeah. have him doing. So yeah, you know what? You can have mean this- people, but they're not allowed to be mean. Here's the name I'm throwing out because I heard it a little bit, not really towards the Leafs, but. I would love to see Luke Shen back in in the blue oh, and white. I said that last year. Yeah. What? The I said hell? that last year. Yeah, definitely. I let it go though. No, I'm not letting it go. Love the guy. Got his stick. Got his game you stick right here. Listen, I have zero for it. Your, Want me your... to sign it for you? Oh my God, I'm telling you, like, I'd still prefer that three four guy. There's been lots of talk about yeah. Josh Manson. I don't yeah. watch him. Like, you know what? I don't watch these guys enough. Like, I'm not even a hockey fan. I'm just a Leafs fan. I don't care about. The other teams there's one team in the league and that's it um yeah so but like if you can get a josh manson out of anaheim like probably going to be selling there's lots of names out there yeah. i'm sure he's going to go for a name that we don't even we're not even thinking of oh 100 the josh manson the problem with josh manson right now is uh is it it is eerily felino ish he's hurt he's coming off of injury just in time to be traded what are you getting yeah. you know so I think I think Dubas is going to be gun shy about bringing in injured guys. That really hurt the team last year. Not Dubas's fault. It just was bad luck. But I mean, that would make anybody gun shy. I think. But well, it didn't even hurt last year. It was the draft. Like the you lost your draft pick. And the more I think about, because I had made this comment a few times that I think Dubas would be willing to not sell the entire shop, say prospect base, uh, Robertson and. A few of the other guys, but like Mikheyev is playing really good now. What's his contract going to look like at the end of the year? Like you need guys. I don't know if Mikheyev is going to be back. You you, you got to have these those guys to replace him. Yep. Listen, my 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 prime focus. I mean, I, I is is the most unrealistic one, which is Jacob Chikrin, and he's the guy I think that best suits everything that we need. He's 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 yep. a full package defenseman, and he's still got room to grow. So that's where I think Duba should. Load up just like he did last year on the Flano thing. Everyone said, Oh, yeah, Nick Flano's the big fish. Uh, somebody else will get him. He probably went out with the Leafs, and sure enough, we ended yep. up with him. Yeah, so if I'm Dubas, like, like this is it, man. This is this is this is our window, right? Are you gonna hold back now? Like, are you gonna hold back now? We've been waiting since 67. This is the best team we've seen. You're gonna he hold it back out last year. He pulled it out last year. Yep, I don't see your top Let's six again. At least top six are pretty much set for years to come. So now is maybe the time to trade a Robertson because you don't want Robertson coming in anyways and landing on your third or fourth line, maybe in the first year on your third line, but maybe it's the time to trade him. I, I don't know. I don't love it. Like I'd like to get Chitrin for, for nothing, but. Well, the thing is you're not going to love it, but you're, but if you're trading a guy like, like Robertson, you're good chance. You're going to love the return. Right. That's right. Yeah. Got to, you know, you're, you're talking about trading a Robertson to an up and coming team like the devils or like the, Coyotes or like the whoever, 
or Anaheim, any of those bottom feeder teams who are not making the playoffs, you're trading them to them and you're getting a quality, quality player and maybe something else back besides because they're offloading, you know, and they're holding salary yeah. and you can use it for the playoffs, rentals. No, I, uh, I'm not against it. I know I love the kid. I, I love the kid. We just haven't got to see so, him enough uh, because of the, the injury problems. But yeah, I think if, if, of Dubas, like five years down the road, he don't want to look back and say, wow, this is that was the one opportunity to bring a cup to Toronto. And I didn't go all in. I because you know what? he's not going to say that. He's he doesn't really care about, I don't think he cares about what how Robertson is going to do because the shelf life of Dubas in Toronto is going to be pretty short if you oh, don't yeah. do something. So mm-hmm. Robertson's really not going to be a factor when they're either going to win or they're not, and he's going to be gone. So like, I'm back to selling the shop. Sell everything. No, he's already there. Yeah. All right. You should well, sell they, that game-used Luke Shen stick. Give you 10 bucks. I need something for ball hockey. It's <laughs> a beauty. That's a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> all right, lads. Ball. I think we knocked this on the head. That's a quick hit podcast, guys. Uh been great to chat again. We've been a week or so since we uh since we hit the uh hit the post games because we did our uh our episode with uh with Tara Sloan, which was uh, absolute dynamite, probably my favorite awesome. one we've done. And if you haven't if you haven't watched that guys, I'll uh, I'll link it as one of the one of the posts here on the back end, but yeah, a fantastic episode. And we've got a couple of other guest ones coming up. We've got them pre-recorded and ready to roll sooner than later. So uh, you'll be seeing those in the coming weeks because it's all-star break time. So, all right, guys. Well, if you like what you heard, uh, you probably didn't like what you've seen. And it's just three dudes with beards. Uh, we had Tara Sloan last week. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, but if you like what you heard, uh, you can check us out. Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you uh, listen to your podcasts, uh, Google or search Deke Snipe Silly. Um, for online content, uh, you're looking at uh, facebook.com slash Deke Snipe Silly. That's where we roll out everything. Uh, we've got another article from Tim coming soon. I've been saying that for a couple episodes now, and it's the same article. Uh, I'm just trying to pair it up with a really great episode we've got coming on to. Uh, but there's a new episode or a new article coming out from Tim very shortly, uh, our blogger. Um, also www.deeksnipesilly.ca that's our website again everything that we roll out rolls out through the website as well uh, but a big shout out guys to our uh, our sponsor PHG Sports out of, uh, out of Whitby Ontario uh, absolute gentleman to deal with so if you're looking for any uh, any hand signed uh, merchandise from pretty much any sport uh, they uh, they handle they handle just about everything they've been the longest standing uh, supplier of hand signed merchandise for Costco Canada over 10 years now so again, uh, PhD Sports, that's where the pros sign. Check them out, www.phgsports.com. And Chad, do you know where they are? They are in Oshawa, Ontario until February the 13th. February starting 13th. today. Nice. Yeah, so go buy your girlfriend something. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Yeah, some hit hit man heart stuff. Get her that, get, get her that, get her that Luke Shin uh, game used stick that she's always been craving. We'll give you a deal on it. All right, guys. Better now. Date with Patty. Available as well. <laughs> one date with Patty. Two for one deal. Oh, yeah. God. Hit He'll draw you a picture for NFT. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry. Peace out. Sorry, Patty. Cheers. All good. <laughs>